European Hearts Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 39, Issue 2, Focus Issue on STEMI, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. ST-Segment Elevation Myocardial Infarction, The New ESC Guidelines. ST-Segment Elevation Myocardial Infarction, or STEMI, continues to be one of the most dangerous acute complications of coronary artery disease. Although huge progress has been made in its management in the last decades, in-hospital mortality is still in the range of 5-8%. to To allow for further optimization of the management of STEMI, also considering the most recent evidence, a task force of the ESC published updated guidelines. This focus issue on STEMI contains the updated 2017 ESC Guidelines for the Management of Acute Myocardial Infarction in Patients Presenting with ST-Segment Elevation, the Task Force for the Management of Acute Myocardial Infarction in Patients Presenting with ST-Segment Elevation of the European Society of Cardiology, ESC. Nowadays, patients with STEMI undergo rapid revascularization most commonly with primary percutaneous coronary intervention. Although these procedures allow for immediate relief of ischemia and pain associated with it, reperfusion injury is thought to represent another insult to the ischemic myocardium. Many drugs and antibodies have been tested in an attempt to reduce reperfusion injury with commonly little effect. In their brief communication, a single-chain antibody CD39 fusion protein targeting activated platelets protects from cardiac ischemia slash reperfusion injury. Carl Heinz Peter and colleagues from the Baker Heart Research Institute in Melbourne, Australia, report on the therapeutic potential of CD39, a cell membrane NTPase with anti-inflammatory and antiplatelet effects. In avoiding hemostatic problems, they designed a fusion protein consisting of the extracellular domain of CD39 and a single-chain antibody, TARG-CD39, that specifically binds to activated glycoprotein, GP2B-3A, and thus only activated platelets. Using an ischemia-slash-reperfusion mouse model, they achieved remarkable protection of the reperfused tissue with TARG-CD39 compared to control. TARG-CT39 restored ejection fraction and fractional shortening to a level indistinguishable from pre-injury status, while controls showed functional deterioration. Employing advanced clinically relevant methods of ultrasound analysis, they observed that both radial and longitudinal strain and strain rate showed infarct typical changes of myocardial deformation in controls, but not in TARG-CD39 treated mice. Histological assessment confirmed strong reduction of infarct size and increase in neovascularization. Thus, again at least experimentally, TARG-CD39 holds promise for treatment of myocardial infarction. The translational value of these findings are put into context in an editorial by Meinrad Gavatz from the University Hospital Tübingen in Germany. 
While plaque rupture or erosion with concomitant platelet activation is the most common cause of acute coronary syndromes, functional alterations of epicardial coronary arteries, i.e. vasospasm, or of the coronary microcirculation may be the underlying cause of myocardial infarction in patients with non-obstructive coronary arteries, i.e. in the Minoka and in the Takotsubo syndrome. In a clinical research manuscript entitled Patients with Acute Myocardial Infarction and Non-Obstructive Coronary Arteries, Safety and Prognostic Relevance of Invasive Coronary Provocative Tests, Gian Paolo Niccioli and colleagues from the Catholic University of the Sacred Heart in Rome, Italy, evaluated the prognostic value of intracoronary provocative tests in patients presenting with Minoka. Immediately after coronary angiography, an invasive provocative test using acetylcholine or ergonovine was performed in 80 consecutive patients. Provocative tests were positive in 46% due to epicardial spasm and microvascular spasm in 35%. After a median follow-up of 36.0 months, patients with a positive test had a significantly higher occurrence of death from any cause and readmission for acute coronary syndromes as well as a worse angina status as compared with patients with a negative test. Thus, in patients presenting with myocardial infarction and non-obstructive coronary arteries, a positive provocative test for spasm is safe and identifies a high-risk subset of patients. These important findings are further discussed in an editorial by Juan C. Kasky from St. George's at the University of London in the UK. In a further clinical research article entitled Long-Term Survival and Causes of Death in Patients with ST Elevation Acute Coronary Syndrome Without Obstructive Coronary Artery Disease, Hedvig Biller-Anderson and colleagues from the Rigshospitalet in Copenhagen, Denmark, aimed to study survival and causes of death in 4,793 consecutive patients with ST Elevation Acute Coronary Syndrome with and without obstructive coronary artery disease. Of these, 88% had obstructive coronary artery disease, 6% non-obstructive coronary artery disease, and 5% normal coronary arteries. Patients without obstructive coronary artery disease were younger and more often female, with fewer cardiovascular risk factors. During 2.6 years, the short-term hazard of death was lower in both patients with non-obstructive coronary artery disease and normal coronary arteries than in those with obstructive coronary artery disease. In contrast, the long-term hazard of death was similar in patients with non-obstructive coronary artery disease and higher in patients with normal coronary arteries, regardless of troponin levels. The causes of death were cardiovascular in 70% of patients with obstructive coronary artery disease, 38% in those with non-obstructive disease, and 32% in those with normal coronary arteries. Finally, patients without obstructive coronary artery disease had lower survival compared with an age and sex-matched general population. Thus, 
ST-segment elevation acute coronary syndrome patients with non-obstructive coronary artery disease had a long-term risk of death similar to or higher than patients with obstructive disease. However, the causes of death were less often cardiovascular. This suggests that, contrary to common practice, ST elevation acute coronary syndrome patients without obstructive coronary artery disease warrant medical attention and close follow-up. The editors hope that this issue of the European Hearts Journal will find the interest of its readers.